it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, Brock and I are mostly going to be talking about the beta. It's the big news from this past weekend. And overall, positive. We haven't really been able to say that going into a Call of Duty in, in quite some time. We're also going to talk about some uh, some you know old COD stuff and old COD hypothetical questions that were on the timeline, uh, as well as talking about some Activision news regarding the Xbox Game Pass and X Defiance sadly being delayed. So if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on the audio platforms, drop that follow, drop that five-star review. Without further ado, let's jump into this one. Brock, how you doing today? Oh, doing good on this fine Monday. Cold Monday, I should say, compared to the last week, which I'm pretty sure it was like in the upper, it was like 80. Yeah. What a turn events, but that's Wisconsin for you. It's getting cold in October. Yeah, I mean, if if you don't live in Wisconsin and know how the weather is, uh, that some this last two weeks sums it up perfectly. We went from 85 last week to like 45 one yeah. week later today. <laughs> so yeah, that, that sums it up for you. We're going to be cold. We're going to be freezing for the rest of the year. So I hope you guys are in some warm weather. But let's talk about the MW3 beta, Brock. Uh, probably the first time in quite some time we can say coming out of the beta, there's always going to be some negatives with pretty much anything in life. People are going to have some cl- uh, complaints about things. but I would say this is the first time in quite some time, probably since like Cold War. I can't even remember the Cold War beta like at all. Like it's like a race through my mind for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. If it even had a beta, I know all cause pretty much have a beta, but like I can't even think back to Cold War like at all. I don't know why, but like that one I would assume was overall pretty positive. But like I can't think of, uh, you know, uh, one of the recent titles after that where we came out from the beta like overwhelmingly positive as a community. Certainly wasn't last year. Um, so it was not Vanguard. Vanguard, yeah. So like, this is the first time. Like, obviously, there's negatives, but overall, I feel like the sentiment is like, "Hey, we're getting somewhere here. This is this is pretty good." Yeah, overall, it seems like the community is on board with what they're putting out so far. And I even like I I I've always been a huge big timer fan, and he doesn't do a lot of like COD content. I don't even really watch him much anymore, just because like, first of all, for like a while he didn't do content, but like he he's been doing Fortnite, and I'm just not all that interested in Fortnite. Uh, so I haven't been watching that, but I saw like it popped up on my recommended that like he uploaded a, a video for the beta. Um, mm-hmm. And he was like saying like, yeah, I give it like a seven out of 10, eight out of 10 for the beta. And he said, it's definitely the best Call of Duty I've played in the last 10 years. And I have no reason to say that if it was bad, I'd tell you it's bad because I'm not paid by them uh, or anything. And I was like, OK, that's good to hear because that's somebody that definitely if you know anything about Big Timer, he'll always keep it real. Uh, yep. He's not going to sugarcoat things. And. He was like, this is the best COD. It feels the most like COD that I've played in like 10 plus years since retiring. So I was like, I'm all in on this. This is this is good. Good to hear. And overall, like I heard a lot of negative about the spawns. We'll talk about in a minute, but seems like people think this is the most COD feeling Call of Duty in a while and uh, say it's pretty good. Yeah, if, if that is so, you know, I'll be very happy to play it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, we can talk like Let's talk about like some of the specifics we're hearing. So the main complaint, I don't know if you've heard different, but the main complaint I'm hearing that 
I like we've heard some complaints about time to kill being too long, which I mean, I don't agree with that. I almost don't think you can make the time to kill long enough unless we're starting to make it like Halo or something for Call of Duty. Um, But the main negative I'm hearing from like pros and uh, like people that I trust to speak logically about the game competitively is that spawns are pretty bad right now, which it sounds like people are like spawning in front of you and you're like spawning, staring enemies or like you're spawning in front of them so they can just spawn kill you right away. Mm -hmm. Um, But they apparently like say that they're not squad spawns, which is so it's a really big negative that the spawns really suck right now because they're basically saying there's like no logic to them. So that's yeah. concerning because like it's obviously not just like a easy um, an easy fix. Like where you mm-hmm. can just oh flip the spawns because we've seen in the past spawns suck early and they never get fixed. So it's obviously not just like a flip of a switch and the spawns are fixed, but also it's good that the base logic isn't squad spawning because squad spawns are not the best system. Yeah, they're definitely not it. But yeah, so I, I don't know. If the spawns are, are bad, is like the main complaint I'm hearing. The spawns are bad, and you know, I'll take it. Because, <laughs> yeah, and if they're like completely atrocious where people are spawning in front of you, that's like game breaking to the point that like public matches also won't work. So that's something that they will sit down, grind on, and they will fix that because like spawns being bad to the competitive community typically are like, you know, they don't care that much about it because like they still work for pubs. But if people are constantly getting spawn killed because they spawned into somebody's sites, like, in general, like wacky spawns, even in like the most perfect game, are kind of always going to happen, mm-hmm. which is the nature of how COD is. But like, if it's consistently happening, they will fix that, like the really bad ones, because that obviously also affects the pubs, which is what they care most about. Yeah, I feel like in the beta, spawns are always like pretty bad from what, from what, what, I'm, what I'm thinking of like, in the past. I agree. I was actually going to say the same thing. They kind of do it on purpose to see how the community reacts and you know, maybe go and fix it after. <laughs> well, and like they sometimes say, like sometimes the beta gets put out and it's like a version of the game that they've already made like a bunch of updates to. It's just yeah. like this was the one they put out to be the beta and they've already because they're still working on the game that like they've made a bunch of adjustments to the game. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, how many times like the one I always think of is like even gun names have changed. Like I remember the I don't remember what it was. Like, what is the KN44? That's the. Like the AK from Black Ops 3. I think that's what it was. KN44. Uh, yes. It was called some, it was called like the Arc 7 or something in the beta. Yep, it was. Yeah, it was like a completely different name. Like even like gun names change. Like that's how many different things can change from the beta to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'm not that worried about that. Like I said, it's not amazing. Like I would like if the spawns were good. But yeah. if that's my biggest complaint. Uh, it's something that can like it's hard to explain my thoughts on this, but it's something that can be changed. Like time to kill, if that was too low, that that's not getting changed. Yeah, definitely not. But spawns are a thing that could be worked on. We've seen it before. Yeah, spawns can be worked on, but you know, other stuff cannot be worked on. Yeah. So I mean, some other thoughts I had from watching, like obviously we were we were gone, we were in Indy watching the Colts game this weekend, so we didn't get a ton of time to like watch streams or anything this weekend. But yeah. uh, just from like watching some videos and I watched like a little bit of streams like before the weekend when it was out on like Thursday and Friday and stuff. Um, seeing people uh, talk about um, the maps and how they look visually. I thought the maps looked pretty good. A uh, little bit dull at times, but that was also kind of the vibe of those MW2 maps. There wasn't a ton of color in a lot of those maps. Um, but some people and even pros are saying they have questions on how some are playing. I will say to keep it optimistic, they aren't playing the best maps that MW2 has to offer in general, in my opinion. Like, Rust is obviously, like, a really fun 1v1 map, but it's not, like, obviously it isn't a competitive map, uh, and it's not even the best pubs map for a lot of players, because it's just so small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
and even like what are the other maps? Uh, Favela. Favela is pretty good. And Skid Row, and then Estate. Estate was never viewed as a, a very good map. Yeah, Estate was. Uh, eh. Back in MW2, so they aren't playing like they're not playing High Rise. They're not playing Terminal, uh, Scrapyard, like the maps that we view as like the best, uh, best yeah. maps of that era. They're not playing D maps, but they're playing like some like the mid tier maps. And people are like already starting the wave of like, man, the MW2 maps aren't as good as we remember. Which I've actually always been on that wave a bit. Um, I know I've been very positive in saying that like I, I I'll always take the good old maps and like we're guaranteed to have good maps, which I still fully stand by. But I will say like there are some maps that like I like go back and look at the design and I'm like I feel like we wouldn't like this as much today. Now I'm not. I'm still completely on the train of i'm very glad to have these maps um but there are some certain maps like i think like i've even said it to you when we were talking about maps i'm like terminal just seems really big like it is pretty it is big a bunch of people always talk about it yeah people always talk about this all-time great map but i'm like thinking about how hardpoint will work and like spawning it like those back behind like the metal detectors on the one side like in the airport and then like all the way back corner like over behind the plane that's a long ways from each other for a competitive map yeah a it is a big map yeah like there's things like that that i'm concerned about but overall the design of the maps is much better than the new maps they've been putting out like would i rather play like high rise terminal scrapyard like these maps that we're seeing or would i rather play um mw2's maps uh the actual mw2 that just came out last year uh i think everybody knows the answer yeah we don't even gotta say it <laughs> i mean Really, any of the maps in the, all the recent games that have been uh, put out, I want to play those more. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, then for other stuff in the beta, Time to Kill, I don't know about you. Uh, to me, looks incredible. Some people complaining about it. I saw some people like Warzone people saying it's too long, which I laugh. Because um, I don't play Warzone, but to me, I feel like the longer Time to Kill would make it more fun in Warzone. Yeah. Like, I mean, you'd think so. I don't know. Like, I way back in the day, I played a little bit of PUBG and a little bit of H1. Granted, my experience of that is not even enough to remotely talk about the game because I was playing on like a laptop I got for college at the time and was I mean, I'm still horrible at PC games, but I'm I was extra horrible at keyboard and mouse then. So like I can't even make a judgment on those. But like Fortnite is obviously like the one BR I had a ton of fun on, like OG Fortnite when it wasn't crazy building. Um, I had a ton of fun in that game. And my favorite thing about it was like that if I was running in an open field, unless somebody hit a crazy sniper shot on me, uh, mm-hmm. in general, like you couldn't just randomly be killed out in the open after play looting for twenty minutes and getting kills. You couldn't just like randomly be killed out in the open. Yeah, because like you had health and you could also you know build. That was like my favorite part, like that you could actually survive like a random shot when you're on the open. Whereas like in Warzone, you don't have cover near you and you're just kind of like running from point to point and you get sniped. You're just done. Wasted twenty minutes looting and everything, and it's like, well, that wasn't fun. Uh, so mm-hmm. I like higher health. I feel like in the BRs, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Yeah, you kind of in the wars when it's kind of zigzagging, spraying yeah. the shots. It it's a little confusing to me why they would think that. But um, anyways, looking at this chart that CDL Intel posted, uh, shout out to them. It's from the exclusive Ace, who seems to do incredible work on all this like data in terms of stuff in game. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted a thing about the beta time to kill uh as compared to other games so with smgs uh average uh smg time to kill within max damage range mw2 beta comes in at the second highest time to kill uh just barely longer than cold war um and cold war is actually like a significant chunk ahead of the next one which shockingly is vanguard the next highest time to kill i have to believe that has to do something with bullet reg in the old games 
because there's no yeah. way that Vanguard had a, a slower time to kill than like the jetpack games. It has to do something with time to kill because like you got zapped in Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has to be. Um, but the MW2 beta for SMGs comes in at the second highest, just barely like noticeable above Cold War, but significantly behind BO4. We'll probably never see something close to BO4. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. And then for ARs, it comes in just behind Cold War in terms of time to kill, uh, a little bit faster, uh, but a little bit even closer. It's even like longer on the MW2 beta. It's a lot closer. Or MW3 beta, excuse me. It's pretty close to Black Ops 4, actually, surprisingly. I mean, that's what I like to see, longer time to kill. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. It makes the game way more fun. It makes the game take more skill as well because you can't just zap somebody in three bullets and call it a call it a day. You actually had to hit consistent shots. Yeah, I feel like also when it takes a lot, a lot more time to kill people, time to kill, you can just like finesse like more, uh, more yeah. skill gap. You can throw more shoulders and stuff as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. more skill gap. Um, matters more to like hit your shots to assist teammates where before that wasn't really much of a thing like definitely putting damage in and like getting enough damage to have assists and stuff like we talked about preset champs a lot of assists obviously still very important in yeah. games like mw2 and uh vanguard but even more important in this game because like when you hit three bullets on a guy in vanguard all of a sudden you were killing him or in mw2 you were killing him where now like hitting three bullets it's like that's a big help for your teammates like if your ars are when people cross, if your ARs are hitting three bullets on every player that crosses, you're making them one shot or two shot for your SMGs to go in, which doesn't sound like a huge difference, but to only have to hit one to two shots on a player in the hill rather than five, it makes a big difference. It's the difference between you getting one when you go in and you getting two. Yeah. So very, very intrigued by that. It makes teamwork more of a thing, even though you might not think so. Uh, then the last thing, the one that will let Brock uh, hammer home because we know he'll be excited about it is slide canceling and movement. Overall, seem to be completely bad. Game looks fast. All it looked faster at Cod Next, though, because apparently, like in the beta, it seemed like there was a pretty big delay. People said it felt a little clunky, like when you would slide cancel, like you had like a delay to sprint, which has been a thing in games in the past. But I think it might have been like they were testing it, or it might have been like a little bit of an error because apparently something like this happened day one of the MW2 beta as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just happy, you know, slide canceling is back. You know, gotta love it. Super excited for it. What else can I say, honestly? You know, I I like all that stuff. (laughs) It just like for watchability, it also makes it more entertaining because it what's one thing we want as spectators in anything you watch, like sports, esports, anything you want, exciting, big plays. That's what people like. Yep. That's why people love Steph Curry. That's why people love the three ball. That's why people love Patrick Mahomes. Um, They like to see big plays. That's why people love offense in sports. You just like to see big plays. That's why people love specialists when they were in COD as viewers, because they provide big plays. You like to see, like, what are all the highlights? Is somebody getting an insane three-piece or getting an insane 1v4? Like, you like to see, like, the crazy clutch plays. Like, nobody wants to see, like, you, like, shoulder a corner forever and you have no movement and you get, like, one kill and then, oh, duck back and get one kill. Like, it's beautiful to watch if you love COD, Mm -hmm. but, I mean... The overall general public is going to be way more attracted to a dude flying and slide canceling hitting an insane three piece to break a hill. Like people are going to be like, "Oh my god!" and watch that. It's just way more entertaining. Yeah, just because like I'm not not restricted, restricted. Yeah, it's well, like you can actually kind of like what we loved about jetpack games. If it comes down to you in a one v two on the hill, you can make a play. Yep, like you couldn't jetpacks. Whereas like in, in MW two is a little harder because a you died in half a second, you died instantly. Um, 
and you also like were restricted on what you could do movement wise. Now you've you've got that ability to. Um, some people would say abuse. I, I wish the snaking was weak. The snaking still looked incredible. That's one yep. movement that I will say I never want people to abuse because as much as you might like doing it, it is dumb. It kind of does hurt the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, last thing, Brock, Battle Rage was maybe there. the most broken thing we've like ever seen in COD or close to it for those first few days. I obviously didn't play through it, but it looked insane. I would be raging if I played with that. Played that? Oh, man. Like, you just didn't die. Mm-hmm. It's like Juggernaug. Like, I saw a thing when shot. I think it was a Shotzi clip. Like, I mean, everybody knows that Shotzi clip that everyone saw. Yep. Um, but I think it was from him, another clip, like, where he died in Battle Rage, and it was like, they have that new thing in COD, which I actually don't really like, by the way, where it shows how many times you were hit by, like, each person that shot you. And, like, I swear it showed, like, ten bullets from somebody, like, six from somebody else, and, like, five from another person. You got hit with, like, 20-something bullets to die. I was like, that's damn near a whole clip of an ar that's insane Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and then obviously they came through with the pretty big time nerf pretty quickly it was the max duration was reduced from 10 to 6 seconds kills no longer increase the duration health regen now begins when you kill an enemy um incoming damage now interrupts your health regeneration and it removed the quicker regeneration speed so like obviously a lot nerf but it was insane for those first few days like game breaking insane Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's good that they uh, you know fix it up real quick. Yeah, good to see them addressing things fast. Yep, love to see that. Uh, some other positive news we saw from COD Next: uh, ranked play was confirmed on the desk to be coming out in season one. Reloaded. Biggest question for me, and this is our toxic relationship with Call of Duty: is will it actually come out? Um, it always <laughs> seems to get delayed. But I will say they've never, from what I can remember, given us a specific time like this like in the past they've said like oh it's going to come out in early 2020 for this game uh, for this game like 2024 they'd be like oh it's going to come out in early 2024 and it's like okay does that mean january february are you considering march early are you considering april early because it's the first half of the year like we never really had a specific timetable set uh and for this one season one reloaded we know it's going to be coming out probably in like january or like at least we know like when they announce season one, they're gonna announce season one reloaded, and we would look at it and say, okay, that's the day. So we'll know pretty quickly because we know they'll they'll announce season one pretty quick to get their money for battle pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, we have I, more of a specific time. Yeah. D- didn't they say like uh, mid season one? Yeah. So because I think season, I think that's what they do. They do like a reloaded every time in the middle of their battle pass seasons where they release like a couple maps and some for Warzone and some skins and stuff. So they said season one reloaded, which Jacob Hale said should be roughly January. He didn't like say like early, mid end. He said roughly January, which considering the game comes out in early to mid November is a pretty quick turnaround compared to normal. Yeah, I'm just hoping, you know, praying it actually does come out and not get delayed. Like usually always does. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say, though, I am not one of those people like I wish it was in the game off launch in an ideal world. But I, I will say. When people say like, oh, other games have it off launch, it's a little bit different in my opinion. And I don't like to be the person defending Activision at all. Everybody knows that. But I do think it's a little bit different because like when a game like Overwatch releases with pretty much ranked off launch, it's a little different because they're planning for that title to be the title for ever. Obviously, it wasn't. But Overwatch one was still the title for what, five plus years. Yeah. Um, And like when like games like uh, Counter-Strike, League, uh, Valorant, those games release like this is a game that they plan to be the game. I mean, Counter-Strike was a game for like, what, 20 plus years? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. They release these. They plan them to be the long-term game. So it's like they can release a ranked off launch because they've made it with competitive in mind. I have to remember, Call of Duty is not made with competitive in mind. It's a game made and they make competitive work based on what they made. So yep. they, it takes a little time to figure out what works. Now, I will say I wouldn't be opposed to a world where we started with a preseason ranked in the game and then like pretty much everything's allowed except for like the obvious stuff and then we every week we you know whittle some stuff away until we have the correct game mode and then they released elo but i can also understand why they wouldn't want to do that yeah mm-hmm. so like, i get both sides of the argument yeah I, I do. so give or take yeah and that's me kind of almost taking activision side in it, and i don't like to do that a lot so um you know if i'm taking the side it's probably something decently reasonable that they're doing because I, I often won't take their side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Unless you've got anything else in MW3, we'll, we'll wrap it up with talking about a little bit of random Twitter stuff we saw um, from Activision and X Defiant and other stuff. Yes, yeah, so let's uh, talk some stuff about X Defiant. Uh, all right. We'll <laughs> talk X Defiant. Uh, it's, it's honestly like are making jokes about it i get like where the jokes come from but it honestly is a little bit sad um granted yeah. ubisoft is a massive company so it's not like it's a little indie developer it would make it even more sad like because you'd be talking about like a business's livelihood now i unless something i've heard is completely different i, I don't imagine um like this game not coming out it's going to kill ubisoft they're a very big studio um mm-hmm. it's not like an indie studio it'd be like i said way sadder but um they essentially said that the last play test they just did like a week or two ago actually uncovered some inconsistencies in the gameplay without really getting into many specifics at all. That's kind of what they said. But they originally said it didn't in the communication, like that they did following the playtest. So they said it was going to come out like in one of the next few days here. Um so they're delaying the preseason and just said like, you know, we're delaying the release and didn't give an update as to what um date this means that they're targeting. Um I would assume maybe it does have something to do with they were getting way too close to Call of Duty's release and knew they stood no chance. Maybe they'll try to release it months and months down the road when Call of Duty's hitting more of a dead time, as it always inevitably does, like mid-season. Yeah. But it just sucks to see, because a game that had so much promise over the summer when that playtest kind of became available to the public and people were really hyping it up, if they could have just somehow had a way to drop it right then and there, it probably would have at least had months and months of hype and had a chance to survive into the Call of Duty cycle, but... um it's tough to see. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it was it was really a fun game, like you said. Like they put out now, comes out in a month, so it's gonna, it's gonna die within a month. So like, better to wait, even though you know shouldn't shouldn't delay it even even more than they already have been. Yeah, the sad part is I think I saw somebody say too like they announced this freaking game in like twenty twenty one. It's like man, they, they you maybe should have waited a little bit to announce what they were working on if. They obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. If they would have known it was going to take this long and get delayed a bunch, they probably wouldn't have said it that early. Um, so it's very easy for people to be saying that now, like you shouldn't have announced it so early. But uh, I'm sure they wouldn't have if they had known that they were going to put a bunch of delays on it and stuff like this and have it come out years later. Yeah. Um. So very unfortunate. I also will say, like I've seen like Call of Duty fans on Twitter, whether you're like a competitive or pubs fan, like celebrating this, like. Let's go like CODs on top. And that as a COD fan, you shouldn't be. You should want other arcade shooters to come out and be incredible because all that would do if you're truly just a pure COD fan would be make COD better. Yep. Because like anything, if if you're 
in whatever field you're in, if you're the best at what you do, and I'm not saying COD's the best at what they do, but they're easily the most successful in the arcade shooter world uh, at what they do. Like you would only will get better. Like you'll get complacent, just like in anything. People get complacent if they're on top, but if somebody comes and challenges them, if they want to stay on top. They're gonna have to get better at what they're doing. Which, if you're a truly just like a that hardcore of a COD fanboy, I guess you should want X Define to come out and be amazing because it would push COD to either get better or X Define would take over. Mm, yeah. So we want to see X Divine succeed and then you know say, oh let's get yeah. let's get other stuff, you know. Let's get start producing better better games overall quality. Yeah, exactly. Um All right. One fun question I saw on Twitter uh from Jacob Hale was if these retired multi-time world champs came back for one season today, regardless of teammates, who do you think would have the best chance to win a chip? And the players listed were Apathy, uh, Karma, Jcap, and Aches. Obviously, there's a couple more like Krim uh, and stuff for multi-time retired world champs. But these are the four that were listed in there, so we're only going off these four. Uh, Nameless put out a controversial tweet where he was like, Apathy, easy, no question, and Karma replied like to Jimmy Butler, like confused <laughs> on the bench meme. Uh, I think there's a couple ways. I'm interested to hear what you say, because I think if, depending on what the hypotheticals we put around the situation are, I think it could go a few ways. Yeah. Like it does, the teammates don't matter, just, you know, if they... It says, yeah, it says regardless of teammates. So I'm saying, like, let's say, like, just imagine they didn't have teammates. Like, you just, just, you don't have to think of who they'd be. Just say they get thrown into the perfect situation with the perfect teammates for them. We'll just say that, like, because it, so it's all even. It's all even, and nobody gets a better team than each other. Okay. Um, I would go with Karma, because he has three rings, just off the bat. And is definitely the greatest of all these players. It's, so that's... To me, that's one part of the argument. If you can just drop them all in with the same motivation uh, and the same like perfect teammates for them, I would agree. Because Karma of these four was the best player, mm-hmm. um, as well as just like where their skills are at today. I think Karma could come in and really keep up, uh, and I think Apathy could also. It seems like Jcap, even in his like besides his like early early prime, which unfortunately I wasn't really watching as much when he was. People say he was like nasty in the OG MW two and MW three and Black Ops one. Um, yeah. And I more watched COD like Jetpack Air. He was an incredible player. People underrate him way too much. Uh, but he was more of like an IGL and just like calling everything and making every right play. So I don't know that I would pick him as much because he's not as much of a, a pure superstar. But once again, that intangible he brings, if you're arguing it's JCap, I can't argue. And Aches, once again, if we're talking motivation is all even for these players, he's not a bad pick either because he's a 20-time champion and two-time world champion for a reason. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen on accident, but People were flaming him, but I don't know if you agree with me, but I actually think apathy, if you're talking about like they just come back with as who they are today, I don't think saying apathy is the best pick is as crazy as like people were flaming nameless for. Yeah, I don't think that either. Because like apathy, obviously, in the last time we saw him in the league, granted, he had a horrible team. It wasn't it wasn't great for him, but like he still had that individual raw skill. And I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if he came back, he would be more motivated and want to get on. Than Karma, because like Karma always talks about, like he couldn't, you just couldn't do it with scrims anymore, and that's not yeah. a knock. I think if it was full motivation for all players, I think Karma's the easy answer. Yeah, hundred percent. But like with where they are at now, I feel like Apathy would be more motivated to come on and grind. So I, I get what Nameless was saying because then that's what he said to Karma. He's like, "You're not getting on to scrim, bro." Mm-hmm. And with Apathy, you know, he might struggle in the first part of the season, but you know, when it gets time down to crunch time, he'll be there putting up numbers. 
and also for people that don't remember apathy his play style like if he came up and was like the player he was in black ops 3 now his play style fits perfectly into modern day call of duty oh yeah just super fast super fast super aggressive like slide cancel era if he was in his prime would be perfect for like remember jetpack apathy i remember like watching him i was like with the vmp and black ops 3 like as i was really getting to know competitive cod better watching him in like towards the end of the season black ops 3 I was like, this dude has the straightest shot ever. Like, he was so good at Black Ops Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, he was very, very good. So I, I do see the logic. People were like saying it's definitely karma. Where if you're talking like how the players are now, I, I saw the logic for apathy. But if we're talking every player comes out at their peak motivation and peak performance, I would have to go with karma because he is undoubtedly the greatest of the four players when you're looking mm-hmm. at all time. But yeah, once again. If they're all coming out at their peak. They're all multi-time world champions for a reason. You you can make a legitimate argument for any of them. Yeah, kind of can just say you know, pick one and you know he'll, he'll find a way. Yeah, I mean these guys didn't become multi-time world champions on accident. Yeah, they definitely did not. You know, I just don't think you can do that. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> last thing we got to talk about, Brock. Uh, I'll read this statement here quick. But Activision apparently is expecting to start adding its games to Xbox Game Pass in 2024. So I have the statement here that I saw posted. So it was from the Activision Blizzard account. They said, it's awesome to see anticipation building for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. As we continued to work toward regulatory approval of the Microsoft deal, we've been getting some questions whether our upcoming and recently launched games will be available on Game Pass. While we do not have plans to put Modern Warfare 3 or Diablo uh, into Game Pass this year, once the deal closes, we expect to start working with Xbox to bring our titles to more players around the world. And we anticipate that we would begin adding games into Game Pass sometime in the course of next year. So saying 2024 mm-hmm. and the best and most interesting part about that for us, I mean, Xbox and PC Game Pass kind of works the same. We both have an Xbox and a PC. Yep. Um, the best part about this is it like the way that they're talking. This is from the Activision Blizzard account, not the Call of Duty account that tweeted this. So like this is sounding like most, if not all of their premier titles that Activision releases, which includes a, like story games and stuff could all be on game pass which would be massive and would make it even worth money more now for like pc players and xbox players oh yeah definitely including all old cod and stuff mm-hmm. if they start doing that 2024 ooh, might have to you know get hit the game pass up <laughs> yeah like whatever it is 10 bucks a month or whatever for it i mean it all of a sudden becomes worth it because if you think about it in the long run like if I'm gonna if I was gonna buy three titles from Activision anyways, I'm already instantly saving money. $120 a year as compared to like if I was gonna buy three games, 70 bucks a piece. That's already $210. You're technically saving money in the long run and also just providing easy access to so many games uh over the course of, of the year. And and even the old games, like it gives you the access to easily install because like I own all the old CODs, but they're all on disc. So it would be nice, you know, if they're all on Game Pass and I could just install them digitally and never have to worry about throwing the disc in again. Yeah, that is a nice perk. Yeah, so that is very intriguing and a, a big W. And from what I remember, it seems faster than what we originally thought. A lot of people were originally thinking like 2026. Uh, yeah. Now there's no guarantee that it's coming. Yeah. I think I saw 2025 too. Yeah. They're, they're saying twenty like over the course of the next year, so hopefully by like end of 2024, because we're already, as weird as it sounds, almost towards the end of 2023 here. Mm-hmm. Um but obviously, once again, they said they are targeting to have this done. We know what the legal process. Uh, that's what they're still going through and mainly waiting on. That can take an awfully long time and longer than people sometimes expect. So we surely hope it's in 2024. But 
with legal stuff and you know getting everything set it's definitely not a guarantee by any means yeah definitely all right excited for that though yeah i'm really excited also to play the beta we'll have some more concrete thoughts coming to the pod next week because both you and i will be able to play the beta mm-hmm. this weekend instead of just watch it we'll be able to play yeah. it so yeah. very excited to get into that one thing watching the beta but playing the beta i'm just excited uh, to you know play high rise because that's coming out this weekend i believe in the beta yeah i'm Which, excited to just play play cod again because i haven't been playing cod since you know that mw2 kind of sucks <laughs> yeah i mean after the season was over my motivation to you know like grind because like i mean i don't really play much pubs anymore besides we've talked about before besides like the first month or two of the year when ranked isn't out i don't really play much pubs anymore because anybody that is like us and has played cod for I mean, since we were children for 10 yeah. plus years, knows that like your motivation to play pubs apart from like the first month when you're learning the game is usually pretty low. Like I don't like back in the day and the really good CODs like Black Ops 2, Black Ops 3. I used to be excited. Like if my friends were on to play ranked, and I didn't want to play solo. I'd be excited to play some pubs. Yep. Now it's it's a little tougher to want to just hop on and pub stomp um, much past the first month or two. But beta is always very exciting. I'm excited to jump into it. And, you know, maybe we have a game that's going to make me excited to pop and stop again. Maybe. Just maybe. That, that is the plan. And we've talked <laughs> about it before, too. But you played more MW2, like, original than I did. I mostly got into COD from Halo Black Ops 1, which was obviously just mm-hmm. after MW2 was a new game. So you know the maps better than I do. I know some of the maps in general. Like, I know the the main ones, like High Rise, Terminal, Scrapyard, uh, Rust, uh, those kind of maps. But... I haven't played these maps as much. So like they're not new to me because I've played all of them at least a few times and know them. But in a way, they are a little new to me because like the little nooks and crannies and like little cheese stuff, I'm not going to know right away. So it's also going to be fun for me to learn that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. does when I first played that NW Tales of 11. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I did play like a couple years, but it wasn't brand new. So I didn't like grind it. I just like play pubs here and there or like quick scope with like you and some other friends. We do like random like rust 2v2 intervention, yeah. quick scopes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Back then I was lucky. I was happy to get five kills in a game. <laughs> yeah. I, I thankfully wasn't as bad when I played it because I had played COD for a few years when I went back to try it, but I still wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was, I was just, but those were the days when you were like, hoping to go even or better in pubs. It's like all you care about. You just want to have a one KD at least in pubs when you were learning the game. Yeah. Back when a one KD was an accomplish uh, an accomplishment in pubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally just like getting one kill, just like, you know, the feeling of getting the kill back in the day when you're little. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can wrap it up, but we could also have you ever told people on the podcast your story of uh your your Black Ops one experience? Uh have I? I don't I feel like you haven't said that. You might have maybe early on the podcast, but you've definitely I, told it to me before. But we're because you have an older brother, obviously. Yep. Who played Xbox before you? You yeah, want to tell him about uh, yeah. what you did on Black Ops One? Yes, I'll I'll tell him the Black Ops One experience that I had, which you know I thought I was the greatest player, but yeah, I'll, I'll tell it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you know, loading up Black Ops One for maybe the first or first couple times. I load into a. I think I, I think I clicked combat train on accident, you know, instead of the online matches. And I, I was like just thinking, making making my classes, not thinking anything of it. I'm like, hmm, it's really weird that I can start a game. 
like why would I have the the choice to start a game if it's yeah. an online match, you know? So I go play, just running around killing everyone. I'm like, why am I doing so good? Because like I wasn't very good at COD. I was like, hmm, why am I doing so good? Come to find out, playing against bots. <laughs> and you thought you were the greatest player of all time. Yeah, it's so weird because in Black Ops One, you like you would level up too, uh, like until the fifty-five. Yeah. So I was like super confused. <laughs> and also, people got to remember, you're like ten at the time, and I barely played video games. And like, to, like to us at the time, as it, it makes it sound like boomers, but to us at the time, like Xbox Live was a new experience. It was we were playing yeah. Three hundred and sixty. We were ten years old. We didn't know much about online. We just knew you could play against people online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were super young, never played COD before. You just happened to, you know, click on. Combat training, you think you're playing online. Uh, I remember one time, I don't remember what we were doing, but like on Xbox, you can go back and look at like really old clips. I remember one time we went back because, like, on your old account, you had it like recorded. Like, you're like, I was nasty. It was like, we were just imagining you back in the day recording it because, like, it was in, it was a combat training because we noticed the names had like the three arc. Yep. <laughs> and the clan tag, which always was like the bots in that game. I remember we watched a clip of you like quick scoping a bunch of bots and like missing a ton of shots, but like, you were killing them all because once again you probably had them on like recruit bots. So like as long as you could basically somewhat shoot a gun, they couldn't kill you. Yeah. And you were like out there just destroying recruit bots. We watched a clip of it and we were like thinking about you back in the day. You probably were like recording this thinking you were gonna join phase or something. Yeah. Because you thought you were like destroy people online. <laughs> Little did you know you were just playing combat training. Yeah. Yeah, I found a way I could start the game, but never thought anything of it when I was 10, 11 years old. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong though. That was like that was kind of satisfying because I also would just get destroyed and being that was like my first like real COD I played uh, when it was new was Black Ops 1. So like I would get destroyed playing online. So like going mm-hmm. into combat training and be able to like do well and still level up and unlock stuff was like really fun. Oh, that was a cool feature that with how noob friendly they are today, you think that they would maybe bring that back. Yeah, it really was fun just for a little bit there. Yeah, way to like get a little bit better uh, at the game without getting absolutely destroyed online. Yeah. Just, you know, like just practicing if you don't want to, like, you know, if you're that worried about, like, getting yeah, worried about your stats, maybe. Your stats, yeah. 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 All right. So, yeah. <laughs> Interesting little story time there. So, uh, that's about all we got, though, if you're ready to wrap it up. Yeah. Ready to wrap it up. All right. That's going to do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, drop a follow, drop a five star review on the audio platforms. We'll come back at you next week with another episode. Probably more thoughts on the beta because we'll finally get to play it and see what changes they make. Uh, the countdown has started, folks. We are about to play the beta this coming weekend. And then we've got, uh, after this coming weekend, we've got about three and a half weeks until the game comes out, which isn't still the prime time to be making the podcast. But uh, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel because then we start to get into a scene like scrim results and we get to see, like, hopefully a kickoff tournament. Um, mm-hmm. And then quickly. Before we know it, we'll be into the season. So the light is at the end of the tunnel. We're not in June anymore where the season wrapped up and we've got six more months. We can see the release date at the end of the tunnel. And then from there, we can kind of just in the distance see the venue getting set up for the first tournament. So yep. we're getting there. Thank you for bearing with us in the offseason. We look forward uh, to bringing you a lot of bigger and better things to the podcast this year. But we just appreciate those of you that keep tuning in in the offseason. Yep. Um, appreciate it. So that's going to do it for this one. And we will see you next week with another episode.